Issues related to identity politics are the most important issues of our time. However, it's hard to get over your biases and privilege to contribute fully to the conversation. Well, there's good news. Thanks to science, this condition can be optional. Zims connects you with a real Bolivian doctor and medical-grade solutions to treat gender and racial guilt. The best thing about this is that there's no waiting room. You don't have to have an awkward visit with your doctor. There are no lines. You can save hours by going to 4zims.com. It's true. 4zims.com is a one-stop shop for gender loss, skin pigmentation, and asexual wellness for persons. With just six months of using Zims, you can express your opinions from an unassailable position as a genderless, sexless, coffee-colored entity. You can try Zims for a month today for, get this, just $5. Get started for just 5 bucks while supplies last. This could cost thousands if you were to go to a doctor on the street or a pharmacy. Go to 4zims.com slash HMT, and if you sign up today, you get a self-service gender unassignment kit for free. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a cool guy who's always cool. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrorable. I'm Bryce Hansen. And I'm David Day, a cool guy who's always cool. I may change that at some point in the future. Yeah. I usually change it for you when I'm feeling snarky. Yeah. We've got a great show lined up today. Really excited about talking about Gremlins to the new batch. The new batch! This has been a long time coming. I'm <laughs> super so stoked to talk about Gremlins 2. <laughs> We've already reviewed Gremlins, so check out our past review on Gremlins. Um, But I think we even talked a little bit about how batshit Gremlins 2 was on that episode. It's a crazy ride. Uh, (laughs) And this will will mark the first time we've completed a series. That's true. There is no Gremlins 3. Not yet. Not yet. Stay tuned for news about potential (laughs) Gremlins 3. Do you have news? I do. Wow. Um, So if you've never listened to Horror Movie Talk before, the format is we start out giving a brief review and a score for the movie we're reviewing. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge that no one in their right mind should see even to make fun of. Five being a very average, passable film. It hits all the beats that you would expect it to, but doesn't blow you out of the water. And ten being so good that it's not only... (laughs) This is very disturbing. (laughs) David is jiggling his fat roll in front of me. Oh, hey, well, he's just rude. Um, Ten being so good that it's not only one of the greatest horror movies, it's just a great movie, full stop. Later... We'll have a couple bits. Um, we're going to do a segment on unused Gremlin concepts for Gremlins 2. I love it. And a perennial favorite, taglines. So get ready to cringe. Where we 
come up with alternate taglines for the movie we're reviewing. But first, before we get to any of that, we want to tell you about our website, which is found on the internet at horrormovietalk.com. You're not exactly right, Bryce. You got to put www. It'll send you there. It's fine. Okay. Sorry, HTTP <laughs> colon backslash backslash right. www.horrormovietalk.com. Yeah. That's H. <laughs> uh, we're also on social media. Find us on Facebook at Horror Movie Talk Podcast or Twitter at Horror Movie Talk. We post new episodes every Wednesday to all those places. You can even find us on Reddit. We have a subreddit at Horror Movie Talk. So r slash horror movie talk, um, lots of different places to to uh, find us, interact with us. Please do. We love hearing from people that listen, and we know that there are people that listen. Yeah, that's a, it's a <laughs> good consolation. More and more people are listening. So thank you for uh, listening, subscribing. Uh, please leave a review if you haven't already of the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen that you can leave a review on. Um, if you are a huge fan and you want to support the podcast, please use the big green button at the header of our website that leads you to Amazon and you can buy anything. If you're going to buy diapers for your kid, if you're going to buy a big bag of dildos, um, if you're going to buy some kitty litter, just click through on that button and we'll get a small slice of that Amazon pie. That dildo money. Yeah. Or, you know, a gigantic <laughs> commercial grade tub of lube. Yeah. You know, I I search for those. Like, do they actually make giant tubs of lube? Because like, I feel like... I feel like there's enough alien movies to, to warrant the production of such a product. Yeah. So, maybe. I gotta find a big industrial size you know how tub they, of lube. You know how they made the goop for the aliens originally? <laughs> No. Bryce, do you? They melted down a bunch of condoms, and then they used that. Really? Yeah, that's actually how they did it. True story. Damn. That's cool. Um, also, if you're a fan of horror movies, you should be a fan of Shudder. Shudder is a online streaming service akin to Netflix or Amazon Prime. Um, it's very affordable. Probably, I think it's like four or five bucks a month. Too affordable. Um, and it has a curated list of great horror movies and horror TV shows. They even have Shutter Originals that you can't find anywhere else. If you find yourself on Netflix and Amazon Prime looking for a particular horror movie or looking for just a good horror movie, um, you're a great candidate for Shutter. And for listeners of our podcast, we have an offer. Use HMT for Horror Movie Talk at checkout. And you'll get a 30-day free trial of Shudder. Normally, it's just a seven-day free trial. So you're just throwing money away if you're not using that code. You're HMT crazy. at checkout. Thanks again for listening. Listening. Thanks again for listening to our show. Let's start talking about Gremlins 2, the new batch. Which, if you want to watch, it is available on Shudder as we, as we say these words. Yeah. Joe Dante's <laughs> classic, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Um, we're really excited about talking about it. Let's just play the trailer to get it kicked off.
remember the last time we told you not to feed them after midnight. We told you to keep them away from the light. And the most important warning of all, we told you to never, ever get them wet. You didn't listen. They're mutating. Sir, is the building on fire? No, no, that's a false alarm. Uh, are you trying to panic New York City? Absolutely not. So the monsters are real? I didn't say that. Gremlins 2. The new batch. Now, was that civilized? No, clearly not. Fun, but in no sense civilized. Okay, so Gremlins 2 can be found streaming on Shudder as of the recording of this podcast. Um, I don't know if it'll still be online for you if you're listening to this. Um, we don't know quite when this one this episode will be scheduled but you're a big boy you can google it i think uh, so we're so we're recording this in mid middle of march i i think there's an open spot in our schedule to get this to get this episode actually released a- after the us episode yeah i think we can actually pump this out pretty quick so yeah. um, right now as we speak gremlins 2 has just been added to shutter so yeah. probably still on there yeah in general if you're listening to an episode of horror movie talk and you're wondering where to watch it just google it it'll tell you the streaming services that it's on you're smart we know we know you are because you listen to us years after the events of gremlins billy peltzer played by zach galligan and kate berenger played by phoebe cates have moved to new york and are working in a new high-tech highly automated highly satirical skyscraper (laughs) Guess who else is in the skyscraper? That's right. Gizmo, the Mogwai. (laughs) Rules get broken. Hijinks ensue. If you liked the Gremlins part of Gremlins, (laughs) then you will love this movie. We got all kinds of Gremlins. Bat Gremlins. Googly-eyed Gremlins. Gremlins with eight legs. We got brainy Gremlins. Dumb Gremlins. Electric Gremlins. Hell, we even have a vegetable Gremlin. More Gremlins. (laughs) Gremlins. It's too early to say gremlins that many times. More gremlins than you can shake a stick at. This movie is the ultimate. <laughs> it does not. It does not. No movie surpasses this movie in certain aspects, primarily gremlins. Right. Where the original film's tone was inconsistent. <laughs> gr- Shut the fuck up. Gr- gremlins 2 comes out very early on and establishes itself as a goofy as fuck comedy horror movie. While it's tempting to say that this movie was a hot mess, I honestly can't. It is ridiculous, yes, but it's not supposed to be taken seriously. There are a lot of fun moments in this movie that break the fourth wall. The film acknowledges and pokes fun at the logical inconsistencies of the original, including Kate's weird asides about personal tragedies on (laughs) holidays. Uh, There's also some top-quality satire of 80s business tropes that ranks up there with RoboCop. Um, I give it a six out of ten. I'm everything you said is spot on, and how I feel about about Gremlins Two, mm-hmm. the new batch. 
this movie is so self-aware. This kind of movie is so rare, uh, especially in 1991. I think it was 1990. Maybe it was 1990. This kind of movie, I mean, yes, it did happen with like RoboCop, as you mentioned, like these kinds of things do happen. And they were, I, I mean, I loved them. Uh, but I, I like you also for, for a couple of weeks now have been going back and forth with like, is this movie really that good? No, <laughs> no, this movie is not really that good. <laughs> is this movie entertaining? Yes, yes. It's very entertaining. It's, uh, I think I watched it two or three times, not never once with strong attention. <laughs> And I'm also going to have to say six out of ten. That's where I landed just because it's like, no, it's not totally average. It is so nostalgic and weird and is responsible for it is it is influential in a weird way. Like this movie is an enigma. Yeah, I can't I can't tell whether it was genuinely influential or it was just a perfect example a sign, of 90s. Right. Like movie. And just so happened to be basically the first one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's very it is hard to tell. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I think I had to temper my score too just because this is the first Gremlins movie I saw and it was right in that sweet spot of being young enough to really like it a lot. Yeah. And have it be like up there for movies that I can remember and be nostalgic about. Um but that being said, it's not a it's not a great movie. No. <laughs> but yes, it is entertaining and has some really good chuckles in it yeah and i mean it's uh it's influential in a way yeah yeah it's just an interesting movie i was a little little kid when this came out i was like six years old yeah uh and i didn't uh, i didn't actually see it uh until sometime in the mid 90s and then it was even then it was a little too intense for me yeah um but now, having gone back and watching it, it's just like, wow, I didn't know that this was that this was what this was. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into spoilers. Let's not waste any time. Spoilers. All right. Um, the. This movie also does not waste any time setting the tone. Um, even in the streaming version, it starts out with Looney Tunes. Yeah. It starts out with Bugs Bunny and, and Daffy Duck. Yeah. Introing the movie. Yeah. In very, you know, literally a cartoonish way. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't really let up from the, the cartoony um, tone. I would describe the tone of this movie as a cross between RoboCop and Naked Gun. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I, I got to say, I kind of wish that, like, that there had been a little bit more star power in this movie, because that really would have pushed it into the stratosphere of, like, seven. What are you talking about? They have Hulk Hogan in this movie. I apologize. <laughs> You're right. I'm wrong. You're big. I'm small. <laughs> How can you get more of 90s star power than Hulk Hogan? Uh, it's at a good point. Height of his power. At the height of his uh, of his shirt ripping power. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's no there's no huge stars. However, 
there are some recognizable actors. Yeah. That <laughs> that I went, hey, I know that guy. There's the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> uh, is, is Ron Howard's brother in this? No, I don't think he is. Uh, it just seems like a movie he'd be in. <laughs> <laughs> that That is really true. Um, and then the other guy is one of the janitors that hums the gizmo tune is played by the guy that plays Tito in Breaking Bad. Quick post-production correction. The correct name of the Breaking Bad character is Tuco. Tuco Salamanca, not Tito. Tito was in Jackson 5. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did, did, did you make that, that... Did you recognize that while you were watching I did not have to look at IMDb to, to know that. Wow. Yeah. Bra. Vo. He's the guy who goes, tight, tight, tight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You really got that down. Yeah. Um, so anyways, you know, it's not... They got some heavy hitters in there. Before we move on, I would like to say uh, welcome to our get our new guest host, who will be, I assume, making a repeat appearance here on Horror Movie Talk podcasts. The Yamaha um, <laughs> Porta Sound keyboard from what looks to be 1987. I mean, yeah, we'll be hearing more from Yamaha later on. Okay. <clears throat> Um, we'll, we'll be playing the intro to our new bit, the, uh, unused Gremlins ideas. I like it. From Gremlins 2. Um, all right, let's talk about the world of Gremlins 2. Just, just setting the stage a little bit. Oh man, get ready. So Gremlins 2 is a great example of a sequel to where... You can really tell the quality of it if you can describe it in one sentence. Go. You know, or even better if it's like in five words, uh-huh. which would be, this would be gremlins, but in a skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's a good point. That is yeah. a good point. Gremlins, but in a, yeah, the the movie executive pitch. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, if you you can grab them with just that concept, it's yeah. a great concept. You have these because originally Gremlins is in in the small town, and it's like a sleepy town where nothing ever happens, and then all hell breaks loose with these chaotic, you know, creatures that wreak havoc. Um, and now we're going to turn then it up to eleven. We're going to go to the opposite. We're going to go right in the center of Manhattan in the newest skyscraper. You know, buy low, sell high. Mm-hmm. So, um, also very early on, we're introduced to the AI of the building or like the, uh, the inner, the voice of the building itself. Yeah. It's through this this revolving door, which I have a a clip of. And, uh, it's very cartoonish. Like a guy, (laughs) um, Kate and Billy are walking into the skyscraper and a very eighties executive type pushes Kate out of the way very rudely and goes into this revolving door, at which point it cartoonishly turns into, turns a, into a helicopter <laughs> and shoots him out. So this is, you won't be able to see the visuals, but you'll hear yeah, you'll, the voice and the, uh, yeah, here you'll it is. See, you'll see it in your mind. Yeah, you'll, you'll get it. 
Welcome to the Clamp Entrymatic, a revolution in revolving door precision and efficiency. Please be careful in stepping in and out and have a powerful day. <laughs> Boing. That's I gotta say, one of the best parts of this movie is that voice. Yeah. Like every time that building talks is pretty golden. Yeah, you're like, oh like, boy. And have a powerful day. And have a powerful day. <laughs> yeah, he works for Clamp Industries. Yeah. And the building says clamp everywhere. Yeah, the uh yeah, oh, you I mean, mean you, can, you, can, you can hear it in in just the sound of that clip of literal cartoon sound effects. Boing, boing, spring. Another one is the idea of the of a new office tower having a tour guide leading small children through. The features of this skyscraper, it's which a, is just kind of a funny idea. To it's me. a super high tech building, yeah. The, the which is the, the very '90s concept in and of itself. When it was like the future is now. Like remember the '50s and '60s when they like wrote about like flying cars and shit. Like do you remember in the early '90s, like in Nintendo Power magazine or all these like these magazines or um, commercials? It it. it it was still a time where we believed that cars would fly. Uh-huh. You know, the 90s was like, yeah. they're right around the corner. Also, virtual reality headsets weigh 80 pounds right now, but you can put them on your head as long as they're supported by a series of wires and cables. And it's like, so this building kind of represented like... Right. The, the most defining character characteristic of the 90s is what is that the 2000s were... Just around the corner. Right. And 2000s meant future. for Real future. For our generation, like all the way back to the turn of the century, it's, you know, Video 2000 yeah. is like was a store that we rented videos from. 2000 meant futuristic. Yeah. So you remember that part in Jurassic Park where she gets into this, the Linux system? I know this. It's Linux. Uh-huh. And then she like nav like the, the computer screen like navigates over like a like a like a like a landscape. Uh-huh. And that's how she's getting through the file structure of this quote unquote Linux system. Uh-huh. That concept is so goofy and fucking wrong. But the general populace had no idea, no idea what the fuck Linux was at that point, or basically even had a personal computer because it was 1992. Right. So it worked, and that's and that's the same premise that Gremlins Two plays off of the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> bar none. Yeah. So it's it's uh, yeah. That's a, that's a defining characteristic of the 90s is that the future is now, or the future is coming. But we got to start it right now because it's going to be the 2000s in a couple of years and we need our flying cars by then. Right. So better start having building stock. Hackers smash their fingers on keyboards incomprehensibly fast and and tons of green text just flies onto the screen. Uh, but the idea that the, the office tower would have a tour guide and that was Kate's job in this yeah. movie yeah. was to give a tour of this new building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a huge aspect of this world is being a parody of 80s business. And just, I love that everyone was just concerned about publicity. Yeah. From from all, all levels. Every- it's like, what is this going to make our business look like? Um, but it's really a reaction to a lot of, like, 80s movies of 
cutthroat 80s Wall Street business type movies. I mean, yeah. even specifically Wall Street in the movie of having these corporations being all powerful and intrusive in people's lives and being nefarious. And it kind of takes that and puts the 90s spin on it, which is just makes it goofy. Yeah. And self flagellating basically aware yeah like the part where his boss comes by billy's boss shows up or his his manager's manager uh-huh. like shows up and is like oh, what is this at your desk a real plant how dare you yeah. what if everybody just that's wanted, not up to code what if everyone just wanted to keep a garden at their desk then what would we have some big goofy garden of a building and it's like <laughs> No, just have a bunch of little plants. Yeah. But then he throws it in the trash because he's a stereotypical boss. He's the douche. Yeah, that was the guy that was played by the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the one thing that was kind of different is from like an 80s movies and uh, this movie in particular is that the CEO in this movie is not completely evil. He's more... He's more of a friendly, kind of goofy and childish, right? But ultimately, on the side of good and towards the end, kind of heroic, I guess. Yeah, he storms in with the SWAT team. That's right. Um, he cares, <clears throat> but he's also completely separated from all the other minions that are miserable in his building. <laughs> yeah, which is also a great kind of commentary on corporate life, which is. The CEO is like up there. They doesn't know. really know what's going on. They don't know our struggle. And then all the middle managers are making everyone's life miserable. Right. Yeah. And it's. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just because I, I live in um, Portland and work for a super Portlandy startup ish kind of company and i don't feel that way about my boss <laughs> but well there's I, it's no not something that i feel <clears throat> I, it's not something that i feel has it's not a a stab at what actually ended up coming true today right i think the difference is that there's not many levels of middle management i think that's where hell becomes created that is when there's yeah. middle management and petty tyrants yeah which was in this movie, the guy throwing away the the plant, and that definitely exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So gremlins in the first movie had like the gremlins themselves. I'm talking about the right. the characters or the, or the monsters. Um, had some very short vignettes of the gremlins acting like chaotic humans. Right. And it was just kind of like those cute little moments of like, hey, look, they're eating popcorn. But yeah. it was more of just like like a throwaway thing that really the point is that these gremlins are horrifying and chaotic and are just fucking up everything. He's drinking beer. Yeah. Aww. But <clears throat> Gremlins 2 <laughs> takes it many steps further and throws the uh, equation of noun press noun plus gremlin combinations at you for the last half of the movie. Yeah. And uh, probably the most... We just reviewed uh, Us, and so apropos of Jordan Peele, here's a clip from Key and Peele when they talk about <laughs> Gremlins 2. This is like probably one of my favorite clips yeah. of that show. 
plus one of the reasons why I wanted to review this movie specifically. But this is the end of that sketch. I don't have any more time, so let me just recap right now. It's Brainy Gremlin, Spider Gremlin, Bat Gremlin, Lady Gremlin, Googly Eye Gremlin, Electricity Gremlin, Hulk Hogan's gonna be in the picture. I'm gonna throw in a Gremlin myself. Vegetable Gremlin, just write it up. I'm having so much fun, thank you. It's all gonna be in the actual film. Now I gotta go put some Cowboys and Back to the Future 3. Sayonara, y'all. It's all going to be actually in the film. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, completely accurate, which is, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's it's completely insane. So they all of those gremlins that he mentioned are are in the movie. Googly eye gremlin, gremlin, baby gremlin, electricity gremlin. You got okay. So, if, so we're going to include the Cam Peel sketch in our post at horrormovietalk.com That's attached. It's going to be titled "Gremlins to the New Batch Review." Head on over, check out that post. That within you will find the YouTube link to or the actual YouTube video for that Cam Peel sketch, which is brilliant and summarizes this movie far better than we ever could hope to, and exists. So check that out. Yeah. So the the special part of the reason why there were so many unique Gremlins is that the special effects in Gremlins Two was done by Rick Baker, and he was not into the idea of taking over the the job of Gremlins from Chris Wallace. Um, but he was convinced by Joe Dante that he would be able to like put his own personal stamp on all these bunch of unique Gremlins, um, and boy. Where there are a lot of unique gremlins, you yeah. know, and uh, they're not they're not cheap either. Like in in the in, original movie, it was something like tens and thousands of dollars per gremlin. Yeah, it was between twenty five and forty thousand dollars per gremlin. Yeah, and in the first one, they're they had like they fifteen. Ha- yeah, they had fifteen of them, and then they just like they would mat the shot so that they could duplicate them and then they would make simple simpler gremlins that, that's right that, that's that had single make. action yeah you know and did not cost and there was there was a couple gremlins that looked unique there was the mohawk or not the mohawk one the stripe one right um stripe was his name there was only a couple that you could differentiate the rest of them kind of had to be very generic yeah because they had to reuse them yeah. lots of different places um but this one there's a lot, of, like a lot of different character design across the board. Yeah. Even even from the gremlins that were just gremlins, a lot of them look different and scary in different ways. Yes. Versus the, you know, the lady gremlin <laughs> and the the bat gremlin. We got a spider gremlin, a bat gremlin, a lady gremlin. We got a smart gremlin. There's a literally gremlin. a vegetable gremlin. A, yeah, a gremlin with vegetables growing off of them. Because why the fuck not? Because it's 1990. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> um, and I liked... So the, the explanation for all these different gremlins um, is that there's a genetic laboratory inside the skyscraper. And uh, it has a series of cartoonishly labeled beakers filled with different stuff and all the gremlins start drinking it. I need my so there's, cholera. There's a there's a beaker labeled with a bat on it, just a picture of a bat. So naturally when the gremlin drinks that, you guessed it, he Oops. turns into a bat gremlin. What happens then? <laughs> and so I love that that all the beakers and stuff were just labeled with 
pictures of what they are. Electricity, Very, literally a zappy line drawn on a <laughs> drawn on a warning label. This this beaker contains electricity. I'm right. gonna let you sit with that for a minute. Right. Let's take a moment. It turns it into electricity. They they set it up that they were experimenting on rats to make the rats, you know, be combined with electric eel DNA or whatever to create a charge. But they didn't make them literally electricity, which they did with the gremlin. Well, this, I mean, this sounds so normal when we talk about it. How will people get a grasp on, you know, exactly how crazy this movie is? It's it's pretty crazy. When you say, you know, a rat <laughs> crossed with an eel mm-hmm. to solve everyday problems. Mm-hmm. Because this is what large It's very, very do. much like evil scientists. I mean, the, the scientist was played by... Um, Christopher Lee horror movie, long time horror movie. Yeah, um, star. He's from boy uh, Dracula, Reanimator. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of. Um. Okay, so I guess I should give a little bit more setup. So this skyscraper is built on the footprint of the old Chinese wares store, right? Where, um. <clears throat> The original Mogwai gizmo is housed, but old Chinese man dies, and they they build the skyscraper over that, and so Gizmo is inside the building. He gets kidnapped by these uh, twin evil scientists to get experimented on, Um, but he breaks out, finds Billy, and then, of course, gets wet, which causes the, the chain reaction of a bunch of gremlins being made, you know. And uh, then we got gremlins in a skyscraper. I think it's, it's, it's not a real high concept movie. Yeah, it's not a big head. It's not a big head scratcher. Yeah. I, it, it's worth it to note that in much very similar to not super similar. In it's more pronounced in the second one, but the first set of 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 mogwai that are spawned are basically just gremlins. They're so evil and weird. And and cruel that they're already basically gremlins. Yeah, there's not really much of a differentiation between the Mogwai and gremlins other than gremlins have claws. And they're goopy. Yeah. Instead of fuzzy. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Mogwai, the evil Mogwai are still like raining havoc, but they're small and they can't do as much damage. Right. Yeah. So in this in this. So in the first one, if I recall, the Mogwai, they were still kind of they they maintained a little bit of their uh, innocence, kind of their naivete, if you will. If 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 you can use such a lofty concept of naivete to describe a goofy little cuddly uh, robot in a horror movie. The second one contains none of that. These are basically just gremlins that are furry. Right. Um, <clears throat> lots of great humor in this movie. I mean, I there were times that I that I laughed out loud. Sure. Yeah. Just a, what, what was your What were your favorite? I like the moments? shredder. Yeah. Where... <laughs> well, that I I classify that as like the one of the best horror parts of it. I guess. I mean, yeah, everything in this movie is so hard to take seriously for me that it's all it's all kind of fodder for um I very specifically remember uh, being in like first grade or preschool or something like that and my buddy 
walking up to me, not preschool, but kindergarten. I don't know. Whatever, whatever age I was. And he, and he's like, Oh man, I saw gremlins too. (laughs) And there's this one and he turns into a bat and he flies around and he looks up this lady's skirt. I was like, Whoa, (laughs) like it blew my mind. So that's kind of, that's kind of stuck in my head. And that's why David is addicted to upskirt porn now. That's right. <laughs> it's a well-known, uh, well-known fact about me. And so, yeah, I really like the bat <laughs> gremlin. I don't know what, you what know, is- the original, so what happens with the bat gremlin is he gets covered with cement and then flies up to this cathedral and hardens into a gargoyle. Yeah. Very, uh, you know, a little on the nose. Um, but the original concept for the ending of this movie was they were just going to fill up the skyscraper with concrete. What? Yeah. That oh. was the original ending, and they, they changed it. That's strangely dark. And dumb. And dumb. And boring. And impossible. That would have been really, really dumb. Can you imagine the amount of concrete you'd need to fill up skyscraper? Maybe, maybe they were going to like spray it out of the... Oh, out of the super sophisticated system that can also I mean, how, spray yeah, concrete that would be, out of the fire. Yeah, that would the be hydrants. an insane amount of concrete to fill up the. Anyways, um, <laughs> there uh, there's a lot of like nice little touches. Like I, I wasn't joking when it's a when I say it's kind of a combination of um, of the Naked Gun series and RoboCop. Like even just going back and pulling some audio clips for this there was stuff that i didn't notice that was just kind of great little touch um one of them there's this moment where billy is talking on the phone to kate and it's a video phone because future right and it's not working it cuts out and just like the exasperated nothing nothing ever works just like video phone in real life right now and (laughs) so here's here's the audio clip of that and and let me know if you if you notice the little humor touch okay oh you're right honey hello hello honey hello kate are you there kate nothing works around here the coin (laughs) the coin drop (laughs) so his office phone is a pay phone which is awesome (laughs) i love that nice little touch yeah that's a great touch um I also like that the video phone appropriately doesn't work the, exactly the way video phone doesn't work. Right. Cut. Hello? 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 Are you? Can you hear me? I can see you. <laughs> a couple other... Well, there's there's a whole like aspect of breaking the fourth wall. There's a couple things that we can talk about there. But before we get that, my favorite line in the whole movie, and I'll we'll see if you recognize it. So the, the Mogwai are tormenting the skyscraper but still hidden from plain view and they're in the food court and the strangely like still out there the phenomenon of frozen yogurt places with the frozen yogurt toppings and so the the mogwai are like eating all the frozen yogurt and like underneath grabbing candy and stuff from the toppings and so this is like the frozen yogurt attendant talking to some of the customers that are not happy with frozen yogurt but um i'm overselling it but here's that clip it's so rich oh my god what's going on here did she say there are rats no she said there's no rats. that's not (laughs) no she said there's no rats (laughs) 
I love that line. She say there's rats? No, she said there's no rats. <laughs> God, this movie is insane. Um, so breaking the fourth wall, there's several moments where it's just like, this is obviously a commentary on the original movie and the fact that Gremlins was a phenomenon. I'm curious, did Joe Dante get a chance to make anything else after this or was he just, yeah, I mean, Joe Dante's made quite a bit, I think. Um, let me find it. Joe Dante. Um, yeah, I guess not a lot. He's worked a lot in in TV. That's what happens. Yeah. So no, not not <laughs> not really. He was he worked on Small Soldiers. Yeah, that explains a lot. Sorry. <laughs> um. Lot. Yeah, the last giant movie was Gremlins too, though. He did Eerie Indiana. You remember that TV series? That was I actually do. pretty great. Yeah, he did TV The series. Howling. He was the director for The Howling. And Inner Space. Wow. Yeah, so... Oh, and he was on... Uh, he, he did part of the Twilight Zone, the movie. Oh, hey, this explains it, too. He was part of Police Squad. He did a couple episodes of Police Squad, which was basically a spinoff of The Naked Gun yeah, series or Naked Gun was or vice versa. I think Naked Gun might have been a spinoff of Police Squad. Um, Whoa, he did the Burbs. Oh, that's that's the one I was thinking of. That was right before Gremlins too. That's crazy. The Burbs is one of the is like top tier, <clears throat> like one yeah. of the very best. Yeah, he did make a a lot of great movies. I like a lot of those movies. I think I've mentioned before that. Inner space holds a special yeah. place in my heart. Um, okay, so the breaking the fourth wall. There are several great moments, and I have clips for a lot of them. Um, first of all, <laughs> commentary on the first movie. One of the best parts of Gremlins, and we talked about this in our review um, in a previous episode, is Kate's weird non sequitur story about her Christmas where her dad died. Yeah. Where she tells this, and this is like where Gremlins, the tone of it is all over the place. It's just strange. It's like a comedy and then switches to real, like, disturbing horror to weird, like, psychological, like, story of, of Kate losing her dad. <laughs> her dad dresses up as Santa Claus but gets caught in the, in, the chimney and inexplicably dies. Inexplicably tries to work his way down the chimney as a grown adult <laughs> with presumed grown adult intelligence. And then and he, they don't find him till weeks later. Weeks later. The stench. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that story. And it and it and it cuts up the movie in such a weird way. It's almost as if as if somebody as if Jesus took the wheel for a minute in that movie. Yeah. And Jesus was Joe Dante. So there's a there's equivalent in Gremlins two um, that's more of a wink than anything, but here it is. These things get out. We'll stop them, Billy. Can't give up now. Washington didn't give up. Lincoln didn't give Please. up. Please. What's wrong? Oh, don't mention Lincoln. Something terrible happened to me when you were on Lincoln's birthday. I was six or seven, and I remember I had the day off from school, and Mom had let me go to the park. She'd... Made me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I was going through that peanut butter and jelly sandwich phase. And 
This man with this Honey, beard um, and a hat looked just like Abe Lincoln. Honey, I really don't think you've got time for this now, you know. <laughs> he, I remember, oh, God, he said, hello, little girl. Honey, come on. <laughs> that is too on the nose. Yeah, that's great. Honey, I, I don't think we have time for this. Let's just... Let's go yeah. through that peanut butter and Because it was phase. literally in Gremlins, the original, they took like 10 minutes or so just to... I mean, not maybe not that much. It time, was a good but little several of that several movie. minutes of just really setting up this the story of her father. Yeah. Um, other fourth wall moments: R- Leonard Malton, the movie critic, uh, that's right. In Gremlins Two, is giving his review of Gremlins, and then the Gremlins attack him. Uh, we mentioned Hulk Hogan. Um, Leonard Malton, not a fan, by the way, and that's an actual. So Leonard Malton giving his actual review for Gremlins, right. which was, this movie is bad. <laughs> right. And then he makes a guest appearance in the second movie, giving his actual real-life review for Gremlins, and then is eaten by Gremlins. Yeah. And then in <laughs> in his review of Gremlins 2, he mentions a gratuitous fourth-wall break with a movie critic, an unnamed movie critic. Right. I um, wonder, did he like the second? Probably not. I don't know. Probably not. Um, Even though he did a guest spot in it. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. So there's there's a point in this movie where it's kind of interesting. They, they simulate the film breaking in the projector. Yeah. And like burning up. Have you ever had that happen? That that doesn't happen anymore. They don't actually use film anymore. But I remember that happening once when I was watching The Never Ending Story 2, Get I think. out of town. In the theater. It literally, I watched the film melt and I thought it was part of the movie because probably wow. I'd seen Gremlins too. <laughs> but this is so interesting. But yeah, the film melts and then it cuts to you know this other scene of in this theater and the theater owner gets Hulk Hogan, which is watching the film, to stand up and scold the Gremlins for for stopping the the showing of Gremlins two and tells them to put back on the movie. So meta. So, so meta. And then I read that in the VHS release. Of Gremlins 2, they replaced the film getting burned up with like a VHS glitch on tracking error. What? That is so cool. Yeah. So, and it, it accomplished the the purpose that it set out to do, which is get people angrily calling in and saying my VHS was broken. <laughs> oh my god! Because uh, people are dumb. Uh, then the 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 last like fourth wall breaking moment, which is actually probably one of the greatest <laughs> segments, because it demonstrates the the comedy part of the movie combined with the horror, because it has all the because con- this skyscraper of course has like a control booth, right? You know, as yeah. as one does, has this control booth filled with a bunch of technicians that are kind of making fun of the gremlin rules yeah, and saying like, well, what about all these loopholes? Like what, what happens in these circumstances? After Which are midnight. What does that mean? Easily it's, picked apart. It's always after midnight. And then a gremlin jumps through the control panel and starts attacking like horrifically violently to where it just jumps into the horror element of it of like, oh yeah, these are gremlins that will kill people. Right. You know? Um, so here's a clip of that. 
Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what if one of them eats something at 11 o'clock, but then he gets something stuck in his teeth? Yeah, like a caraway seed or a sesame seed. Whatever, right, right. And then yeah. after 12 o'clock, it comes out. Now, he didn't eat that after midnight. Yeah, that's right. I didn't make the rules, okay? The rules. I don't believe this. Oh, wait a minute. What about this? What if they're eating in an airplane and they cross the time zone? I mean, it's always midnight somewhere. <laughs> The intensity of that yeah. break. Like, Boom! Like, yeah. That's not, that's not two clips interspersed. That was literally how sudden it happened right. in the scene. But that's great. Just questioning like, yeah, I mean, what if you're in a different time zone? Going on a plane. And- like a caraway seed or a sesame <laughs> seed. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it's it's a pretty, pretty great um, aspects. Um but you can take it one of two ways. You can either just embrace it and be like, this is goofy and funny and fun. Or you can be, you know, you can rain on the parade and say, this is goofy and stupid. Yeah. I like my Grimlin, Gremlins movies smart and have having social commentary. <laughs> yeah. You, you're, you really look, do you want to have fun at the movie? <laughs> Just have fun. Yeah. Just like, and I, and I feel like, I feel like that's a, a big portion of the horror audience and, and what differentiates them from, from, um, the vast, like big horror fans just, they just want to be entertained. Yeah. And they'll take any, any vehicle to get there. They're not super serious about it. So, yeah. Um, just a couple things to talk about. I mean, th- this is more unstructured from this point on, but um, kind of something missing was Billy's dad. He was such a great part of the first movie that they never... Apparently, there was one scene where he was supposed to be in it, but it just didn't fit. Um, but that was unfortunate, because I really liked that character. Yeah, the inventor. <clears throat> they, Mr. Flutterman, which is in this movie, that's carried over from the first... The drunk. For, for some reason. Um he mentions Billy's dad, but that's that's about it. Um, it took a while for the it to get to Gremlins for for a movie this like. Um, it's a long movie. Yeah, for a movie this exploitative, I would have thought that they would have got gotten to Gremlins quicker. Yeah, it takes forty three minutes, about yeah. half the movie before they really appear. Um, Gizmo is much more of a main character in this movie. I think they realized the value of Gizmo yeah. and licensing and products of, like, people love this little furry cute mogwai. Yeah, once they noticed everybody's dog was named Gizmo from then on out, they were like, yeah. hmm, maybe there's something to this. So they focused on him and him being the hero. They they uh, basically stole from Rambo 2. Yeah, oh yeah. They had him fashion his own little paperclip. Uh, bow, yeah, to shoot at the gremlins, which I literally cannot look at that type of paperclip and not think of this movie. Wow, I always think, and I often unbend them to make a little, to make a little bow. You were shaped by. I was shaped by gremlins. The too. new batch. Um, <laughs> there were some good horror move horror moments in the in the film. Like that. That's one of the things about gremlins is that it really does have some 
you know, even for PG thirteen or PG, like it has some good like gory (laughs) moments. Like in the first one, they have a gremlin just blended with a blender and microwave. Oh yeah, and microwaved. It's pretty intense. So they the uh, the control room we already talked about just a sudden attack and you really understand the menace of the gremlins. There's another scene where Kate gets attacked. That's pretty like shocking and horrific. And then just the one you mentioned where they, they sh- <laughs> push the gremlin through the shredder. Yeah. It's all gremlins is a great gateway for horror yes. film. Yeah. For a lot of different reasons. One, because it doesn't take itself too seriously. And uh, two, because it's it's light it, you know it's it's just inherently kind of kind of lighter and so it, it's definitely one of those ones where if you're trying to get your kids into you know into something a little bit more serious but you know not heavy you know not antichrist uh-huh. or something something really really gnarly uh-huh. gremlins is a fun transition away from hocus pocus you know <laughs> yeah we can watch hocus pocus for a 13th time but do we really want to let's kick it up a notch and see where it goes from here and gremlins 2 is is like gremlins on an Adderall or or crack yeah um Lots of cartoon logic and sound, like literally cartoon sound effects throughout. Yeah, you got to remember that this is this is a movie produced by WB. And yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I should mention like one of our holy grail sound effect like wishes, desires at the start of making this podcast <laughs> was to get our hands on the Looney Tunes sound collection of drops. Boing. splat all these kinds of like all these uh, incredibly like iconic sound effects that were made in looney tunes yeah apparently you have to license you know it's kind of weird we're we're not too worried about copyright stuff we we play clips out of stuff mostly because editorialization of clips is usually allowed. Yeah, you're allowed public domain stuff, you know, and and like below 15 or 20 seconds of of audio to to gain context is is that's legal. Yeah. I mean, kind of go over that sometimes. Sure you flirt with it a little bit yeah. if they want to call you. I don't on think it. I don't think it's actually defined as a timestamp of like if you play less than this amount then mm. you'll be okay. Maybe there's people in the know that actually do know that, but the law itself says um, just as long as it's not a significant portion or right. if it's editorial in nature, like if you're reviewing something or you're, it's a documentary or if you're not making money off of it, right. most importantly, um, anyways, but yeah, we're a little shy of using, well, yeah, copyright's weird. Copyright you know? is weird, but, but th- we're that, not, we're not quite big enough to worry about that. That being said... This this movie uses a lot of those super iconic sound effects to <laughs> great effect. It's yeah. awesome. Boing. Um, yeah, like stuff like the beakers being labeled with pictures. And then the the concept of a gremlin made out of electricity that is captured inside of a telephone. I can, of the telephone lines of the building. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't express enough how 
dumb that is. <laughs> so the original idea of the ending of filling the skyscraper with concrete was replaced with zapping, covering the gremlins in water, getting them wet, and then unleashing the electric gremlin and on frying all on them. frying them with his electricity. It was which begs the question: What happened to the electric gremlin? Yeah. Did he just know. disperse Maybe as he just electric got grounded as electricity do? Yeah. Maybe he's now just in the earth. Earth is a gremlin. That's going to be Gremlins 3. Gremlin Earth. Gremlin planet. I wouldn't put it past him or Gizmo turns into a gremlin. Gizmo eats something after midnight. Oh. That's like the last logical step to take. Oh man. That would be boring. <laughs> <laughs> What's your final recommendations? Who would who would like this movie? Yeah, I'm going to refer back to what I said a couple minutes ago, which is like this is this is the fun and funny uh 90 this is this is the 90s movie that kicked off 90s movies in in my opinion. And and furthermore, it's a it's a fun and fairly light uh horror movie. So, you know, it's it's not important necessarily with quotation marks around it, but it is it is a movie that is fun and funny. So if that's something you're looking for, check out it. This, well, I'll say this: there is a club of people, and if you've seen Gremlins two, you're in the club, <laughs> and and it's like you get a knowing look from someone across the train when Gremlins two is. I haven't seen Gremlins two. Is it any good? And the guy who has seen it will look at you and be like, you know, he'll wink <coughs> and be like, I know what's up. Listen, I'll I'll go even more bold. I just say I'll just say if you like comedy horror movies, you should watch it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a great comedy horror movie. Or if you're looking for a gateway horror movie for like a young kid, oh yeah, this, this is, is this is a great. It's perfect because it has animals in it. Animals yeah. mixed with gremlins and. You know, it's kind of titillating and weird. And I mean, even my even my four year old, like, there's really scary parts in this that he'd be really scared at, but also he'd probably be interested in the vegetable gremlin. You know, just <laughs> stupid ideas like that. It's really interesting. Carrie sent me an article that that discusses um, the Inuit people, and my their... wife sent me the same article. That's so crazy. I can't tell you how good this works. <laughs> which is using monsters to scare your children into yes. doing what they into doing what you want and it feels so wrong but okay i've I'm, done it before i'm going it's so great i did it before in, uninten like intentionally but like not understanding the full ramifications uh -huh. of it and immediately regretted it thinking <laughs> thinking i had ruined my child but then like we've been having such a hard time getting her to go potty and and so last week, Carrie read this article, which is like the Inuit people are like, yeah, there's a lot of life and death shit out here. And furthermore, how do you get a, a two year old to go potty on the potty? So there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of tools to use for this. You got to You got to use monsters. Uh -huh. And so that's what we do, because, you know, you get on thin ice. You want your kid not to you want your kid to know, don't get on the thin ice. There's a monster for that. So you utilize these monsters because it gets their attention. And so Carrie started telling Charlotte because because there's these standoffs where Charlotte will just sit on the potty for like an hour and we're just looking at her and she's like she's holding on to a bladder full of of pee and she just won't because she's like, no, I'm not going to. 
Yeah. And then Carrie goes, you know, there's a potty monster and he lives in the ceiling and he's and he comes down when you hold your pee for too long and and you got so the way you get rid of him is you pee in the potty. And then she's like all the attention given to Carrie. And she's like, <laughs> tell me more about this potty monster. And Carrie's like, he comes and he takes you away from your parents. <laughs> and she's like, she looks at Carrie in the eye and she goes, good. I want him to take me away. <laughs> and right after she says that, Carrie's like, you know, what the fuck? This kid's messed up. <laughs> then the door, then an a- someone drops off an Amazon package and knocks at the door. And Charlotte goes, what was that? And mom goes, that's the potty monster. <laughs> Pee right after that. Oh, that's so great. Like, oh, like she called her bluff. And then, thank God, the Amazon guy came to drop off a package <laughs> to confirm the existence of the potty monster. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious! Yeah, wow. And since then, I've used the book monster, which is you know, if you're not, she loves books, she uh-huh. loves them. So, but she doesn't obviously, she doesn't like going to bed. So, I make a book monster who, if you don't go to bed at the right time, he comes and eats all your books up. Mm. So immediately she moved to bed. She's like, "Let's go to bed." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, it works." Oh man, that, that's one thing that's impressive about kids that young. Is realizing how savvy they are to your shit. Oh, yeah. Of just sitting on the potty and not going potty. That is all about, I know what this is. Once I go consistently on this potty, I don't get to wear diapers anymore. It's and curtains. I can't And I can't shit wherever I want. Yeah, it's curtains for me. I kind of like, like not having to leave things that I'm enjoying and that I could just sit in my own filth. It's great. You're, you're ruining this for me. Yeah. I know you're ruining it for me, so I'm going to sit here on this potty I want the for potty an monster. hour and look you in the eye and say, I want the potty monster. I, I Bring it. Take me away. <laughs> Maybe I won't have to deal with you. You're the real monster here. <laughs> uh, okay, so well, anyways, that's, that's, uh, that's Gremlins 2. Our first bit after that, apropos of Gremlins 2, is very specific to this movie. It's called... Rejected Gremlins Concepts. So for this, we've procured... Bryce has procured a Yamaha keyboard from the 80s. So here's the... So, uh, Rejected Gremlins Concepts. Um, it's all of the Gremlin ideas that hit the edit floor or never made it past the writer's room. So here we go. Here's an intro. How could you not? How could you not dance while listening to that? I dare you. Uh, All right, that was all of the Gremlins concepts that weren't used in the movie. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> <clears throat> this thing's great. This might make an appearance in the in the future. 
Let's <laughs> here. Let's play a new game. Okay. New game is guess the voice of the Yamaha. It's the Porta Sound. Guess the voicing of the Yamaha Porta Sound PSS five sixty. All right, I'm going to choose an instrument, <laughs> and you get to guess which instrument it is. All right. We'll start out easy. A piano? That's a trumpet. <laughs> I should have played higher. That would have been obvious higher. Very obvious. That's so clearly a trumpet. All right, next. A harpsichord? You got it. Is it? It's a really harpsichord. Yay! Great job. Um, I like this game. Okay, here's a next voice. Oops. Sorry, that went into the chords. That instrument from Brass Monkey. <clears throat> That's a jazz guitar. Of course. <laughs> of course it is. It's okay. so clean. Okay, two more. Man, can you play that Brass Monkey thing, though? Can you play that? I don't know. I can't remember how it goes. Keep it in. Close enough. Okay. <laughs> That's the exact sound that they use for that, by the way. Really? It's almost. Di- it's close. It's pretty close. All right. I'm getting a feel for a brass instrument here. I feel like this is either like a flute or like an alto sax. It's a violin. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. I am so silly. Last one. (laughs) So dumb. This is this a, one is, is actually not that bad. This is a stadium um, uh, organ. Close. Not at all. That's an oboe. Oh, of course. A bo- oboe, oboe, oboe. That's not even a little bit of an oboe. It is. It's it's not that bad. I mean, it's closer than violin. <laughs> I don't know supposed how to be a violin. Violin are very different at all. That's the back to the feature. Let us know how how enthralling <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> so that's the. Uh, and then they just devolved into <laughs> the intro of the Yamaha Porta Sound. <laughs> Porta Sound. Oh, good stuff, man. We got to use that more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go to an actual bit. Um, tagline. Perennial favorite taglines. Ah! 
Tigers tagline. <laughs> Taglines is a little game where we come up with alternate taglines to the movie we just reviewed and uh, where we try to be funny. No, where we be funny. Yee. <laughs> All right. Gremlins 2. Gremlins go full retard. <laughs> okay. Gremlins 2, the new batch. Here they grow again on their own. <laughs> going down the only, growing down the only road they've ever known. Very good, very good. Gremlins 2, the new batch. Gremlins take Manhattan. Boo. Yeah. Gremlins 2, the new batch. Lightning. Yeah, we made a gremlin out of lightning, so watch it. <laughs> All right, Gremlins to the new batch. Do you ever find your? I gotta, I gotta try to do this impression. Do you ever find Gremlins attractive when they put on a dress and act like a girl Gremlin? <laughs> no, <laughs> neither did I. I, <laughs> I was just asking. A little Wayne's World for you there. <laughs> Gremlins two, the new batch, the movie that ate after midnight and spawned the nineties. <laughs> I like that one. That was that, good. That one was all right. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a little bit here about the potential for a Gremlins sequel. This is just straight off a of Gremlins 2 Wikipedia page under the heading possible sequel. In January 2013, Vulture reported that Warner Bros. was... <coughs> was negotiating with Steven Spielberg's Amlin Entertainment to reboot the Gremlins franchise. Reboot. Oh. Seth Graham Smith was tapped to produce alongside David Katzenberg. However, Graham Smith has since stated that the project has been put on hold. In November 2015, Zach Galligan confirmed that the third film will be a sequel, not a reboot. In December mm. of 2016 interview with Bleeding Cool, Galligan said that Columbus had been aggressively working on Gremlins 3, quote-unquote, which had writer Carl Ellsworth on board. A Gremlins in Vegas plot had been, <laughs> had been rejected. Uh, the the uh, latest script was said to be set in present day, where essentially I'm working on w working for Donald Trump, our new president, quote unquote. <laughs> a, a 2017 interview with Chris Columbus discussed his twisted and dark script, which explored the idea that has been on fans mind for a long time. Quote, what happened when the gremlin, the lady gremlin and the. Middle manager had a baby. That's right. That's what was on everyone's mind. That's right. No actual quote. If all gremlins come from getting Gizmo wet and feeding his Mogwai offspring after midnight, should Gizmo be eliminated? So, which actually touches on a little bit of a point. What the fuck is Gizmo? I know he's a Mogwai, but if Mogwai, if the rules for this whole thing are true and Mogwai exist on Earth... Wouldn't, shouldn't they have taken over the world as gremlins by now? I mean, it's the same idea of if vampires were real, everyone would be a vampire by now. Mm -hmm. Just from math, if they have to feed off humans. I'm going to say Ma uh, Mogwai are alien, an alien race that were came came to Earth to chi chi China, uh, China, and... I think gremlins were actually... 
like uh, I think Mogwai is the Chinese word for yeah. equivalent for gremlin, but it's more like demon yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the point is like these movies, Mogwai are, you know, mystical creatures. Right. It's like a unicorn. They don't exist in real life, but in fiction, it's they're very useful. Yeah. Well, that's good news. Maybe Gremlins three. No one wants it. <laughs> Every if they, hey, they just made a new Critters. They they got to make a new. The reboot would be the better idea, I would think. Is anyone is anyone clamoring to hear to see Zach Galligan again? I no. Yeah, but they could they could get really strangely meta with it. Yeah. Oh, they could do. They could go the Dark Knight route and just do. This is the dark and gritty Gremlins. Ooh, this is the real life base Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> you saw, you saw what happens. You know when they're goofy and and cartoonish. Now let's think about what kind of impact it would have on the personal lives of people with if Gremlins came. And then they came and they ate my family and they pushed my husband's face into a blender. <laughs> Yeah, we had facial reconstructive surgery, but it's just not the same. And then he turns out like ass face. <laughs> so anyways, go see Gremlins 2. It's fun. It's on Shudder. It's HMT. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening to the show. If you're still with us, <clears throat> listening to us yammer on about Gremlins 2, the most important film of our generation. By far. Um... Please, if you like the show, subscribe, and more importantly, share with a friend. Even if you don't like the show, you know someone that might like this podcast or is like, you hear any good podcasts? Just throw us into that list of four that you give everyone. Check out these idiots. Mm -hmm. Use shutter code HMT at checkout to get a 30-day free trial, and you can watch Gremlins 2 for free for that month. Amazon... If you are going to buy anything off of Amazon this next month, which, let's be honest, you are. You are. Go to HorrorMovieTalk.com and click through on the button in the header and uh, check out through there. Thanks again for all the support and all the input you give us about the show. We really want to uh, give you the show that you want, and uh, we appreciate you. So, until next time, see you on the flippity-flop. See you on the flippity-flop. Love you.